Welcome to Spirit's Path Podcast. I'm your host, Farron. Come walk with me as we explore all the ways we can become one with ourselves and ultimately everybody else. I see you finding flowers on your path today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm recording this on 11.11, and if you've been around here for a while, you know that I'm an energy-sensitive person. You know that I'm energy-intuitive and that days like this are amplified. I have to say, though, today isn't as much as it was the other day, but there were some sun flares and that kind of stuff. But my point is this. Regardless of the energy, there's enough going on on the planet right now that I don't need to cite any particular instance or detail. I just know that some things will hit more close to home, which, you know, I can definitely empathize with. I just have this plea for you to please take care of yourself, no matter where you are, no matter what you're experiencing. Remember, you can't help the people around you if you're not helping yourself, that whole thing with putting on, putting the oxygen mask on before, you know, the person next to you on the airplane, all of that. This has to go, this goes with spiritual practice. This goes with all kinds of things. The fact is that those other people, they don't need to be spiritual. You, you might be helping. It could be anybody. But you have to take care of you in the way that works for you. Those people don't have to have anything to do with how you are taking care of you. You get what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here? I just really want to make sure that it is important to you that you are taking time for yourself. You're making sure to confirm and affirm where you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it and that you're being as careful as you can because it's wild out there. Anyhow, for today, I want to share with you a Krishna story. It's a short telling of the birth of Krishna. If you're not familiar with whom Krishna is, Lord Krishna is a major deity in Sanatam Dharma, otherwise known as Hinduism. He is worshipped as the eighth avatar of Vishnu, but also is considered a god in his own right. If you wanted to minimize it to a few words, someone might say he's the god of protection, compassion, tenderness, and love. And he's very widely revered. I'm sure at some point you've heard of the Hare Krishnas. That's a group that is pretty much all over the planet. And anyhow, I mean, I can make all kinds of references. There's no point. What I'm going to share with you today is the birth of Krishna. Why I'm sharing this is because there is a... In almost every single story that has to do with him, though, just the way it is, there is this leaning on 
what is good and what is evil, you know, what needs to be conquered and why and how things happen. But when it has to do with Krishna, there's a little bit of magic involved pretty much the whole entire way. I think that has to do with any avatar, but anyhow, Krishna, there are some stories about him as a baby and then the Gopala Krishna, which is cow herding age, cow herding age five. I don't know. I mean, you've got to think about the timing in which these stories were written also. The, the area was very different. The way of life was very different. The way people dressed, what people ate, the reasons people did things drastically different. If you do want to investigate more of these stories, I highly recommend it. They're easy to find. You can look on YouTube and get someone reading them to you. You can find them online. There's all kinds of ways you can find them for children. Those are the easiest ones to read. It's going to be very similar to what I share with you today. But then there's also ones that are very poetic. I mean, you've heard of the Bhagavad Gita. This is Krishna, you know. Or, I mean, I can't say the Gita is Krishna, but it is him telling a story or leading a teaching in the middle of a battle. Anyhow, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So here is the birth of Krishna. We are starting the story with Kamsa. This is an evil prince. <laughs> He imprisoned his father so that he could get the throne of the kingdom. So whenever something like that happens, there's always some kind of karma involved. And in these stories, there's a lot of prophecies. And for this one, the, the prophecy was that his sister's eighth child would be the reason for his downfall. See, not very specific, but also extremely specific. I love these stories, if you haven't noticed. On hearing this, okay, Kamsa, <laughs> through his sister. So think about this. This man has already put his dad in jail to take the throne. He's already been cursed. And his response to the curse is to put his sister in jail. And when does he choose to do it? On their wedding day. So she's marrying Vasudeva. Her name is Devaki. So they're put in this dungeon, right? And the Kamsa kills every one of their children. So they're living in a dungeon having these children. Kamsa get a, gets a hold of every single one of them. The seventh child, though, Balaram, by the way, very important in the future, Balaram was saved. How was he saved? The baby was moved from one womb, from Devaki's womb, to Rohini's womb. I didn't say room. I said womb. 
I told you, there's a lot of fantasy involved. These stories are fantastic. Okay, so we know that Balaram is safe. And now that's only the seventh child. We have to wait for the eighth child here. So the eighth child was born on a night that they say there was no moon, but there was a very big storm. It's always interesting when they say there's no moon. This is when I when I learn more about how to investigate these stories, I'll know more about how to say why or what other instances are being, you know, hinted upon when they say things like a moonless night. There's there's a lot of important stuff behind all of these little details. Anyhow, anyhow, I'm getting away from the story. So there's a big storm. There's no moon. The eighth child was born. It's a baby boy. Right as the baby is born, Vasudeva realizes that all of the prison gates have opened. So baby's born, this golden child, and then all of the gates open in the prison and somehow all of the guards fall asleep. Then a divine voice comes in, divine voice for Vasudeva. Take the baby, carry the child, this baby Krishna, get a blanket, wrap him up and walk into the water. Okay. So we're in India, yeah? If there is no moon because there's a big storm, is this a monsoon? Can you imagine how much water that is? Especially if they're just saying, just walk into the water. They're clearly not telling them to walk into the ocean. It's a river. All of these towns and villages are always in kingdoms. They're always on a river. There's always at least one. That's how they build things. So a divine voice advises him to get the baby, wrap him up, put him in a basket, and get into the water. As soon as dad, Vasudeva, steps into the river with his divine child, the water level of the river subsided. he could wade into the water okay so he could all of a sudden this rushing river just calms down and the water lowers and he could wade across the river to this other town Gokula and as they were going through the water Shesha, a serpent, comes out of the water and uses the cobra hood like a an umbrella to keep the baby and the dad safe from the water so that they can make it all the way across. So this is a big trip. This is a newborn baby. 
He's escaping from jail with the baby. Granted, you know, the cards have passed out. Divine light has come through the situation, made room for all of this to happen, right? He's getting into the water. He goes all the way through the water with a giant serpent like an umbrella. Okay, don't forget that part. He gets across to this other town. He leaves the baby at Nanda's house. Nanda's wife is Yashoda. So this name you're going to hear in a a number of Krishna stories. Vasudeva then took with him Yashoda's newborn baby girl back to the dungeon. Okay. This is also very interesting because I've always wondered with this story. Granted, you can't really pick these things apart, right? But who's telling him to go back to jail? And then you remember, oh, right, he left his wife there. You can't just... Okay, anyhow, so he's got this other baby. He goes all the way back through the water, gets back into the jail cell. Obviously, you have to think about it. Kamsa, this is his dungeon, right? Kamsa's dungeon. He knows that they've been pregnant. So he comes down there thinking he's about to finally get the eighth child. And then, so I'm thinking, is he going to kill the baby? And then are they going to be released? Who knows? This guy is obviously doesn't care about family very much. But so he hears that they have a baby. He gets down there. He storms into the dungeon. He takes the baby from them. And then the baby slips and in a big flash, turns into Mother Durga. So if you don't know who she is, just think of the fiercest, most protective, but loving at the same time version of a mother, the one that is there for no matter what, and they would do anything for you. That's Durga. She rides a lion, okay? This is not somebody you mess with. So this baby slips out of his hands and flash of light, baby turns into the mother goddess. The mother goddess is there and says, well, guess what? I'm obviously not the baby you were looking for. That baby's gone and safe. And you are going to have to wait for your doom now because it's coming closer. So this evil Kamsa gets this news, and of course he's not very happy, and uh, that's where the story ends. So that's an interesting path to take for this dad and for this Kamsa. We don't really hear much from mom yet, but we will in another story. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you find this fun and lighthearted. And as I said at the beginning, please do take some time for yourself. Find a good book to read, something joyful. Find some music that doesn't make you feel sad in any way, shape, or form. Maybe shake out your body, do some yoga practices, 
but make sure you're not doing anything that causes you to dwell on not feeling great or not being happy because of what's going on, okay? Do your best not to do that to yourself, at least for the next few months. Again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Farron, if you don't know already. If you enjoyed this podcast, this episode, please do check out our other episodes. I have some breathing exercises, some meditations, and I have some how to write intentions and affirmations, along with a whole host of other things. If you have any questions or suggestions, email me, spiritspathpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening and making it till the end of the show. Connect with me on TikTok and YouTube at mystic underscore Farron. My website is farron.me and you can also find me on Instagram at Farron. Thanks for listening. Bye.